Yeah, that. What very, you got on? That's a very, very, very nice suit. That's a very, very, very nice suit. That's a clown suit. That's a costume on, with a big sign on it that says arrest me. You understand? You're too loud. You're making too much noise. Look at me. The loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room. I told you that. All right? But you trying to be like Nicky Bonds and him? Back in your ear to make it clear, it's your host Rob Blow bringing y'all season three, episode 11. Welcome to Facts and Stats. Talking ain't my best skill, but it is my finesse skill. And today I'm finessing with my man, V Man. What's good? What's good, man? V Man back in the building. Hey, it's Monday. I know it's the, it's the day nobody look forward to. We're gonna make, we're yeah, gonna look forward to this show. We're gonna start the week off right for y'all. My man, I made you for the day. We got a special Black History Convo in between NBA and NFL breakdowns. But we got NFL stats with the news and notes. Stat line, man. Top performance for the weekend. So to go, Tom Brady, Buccaneers quarterback, went 22 for 27 for 348 yards for four touchdowns. He had a perfect passer rating. This was a huge win because with this W, they clinched the playoff berth. You know what I'm saying? They smoked the Detroit Lions 47-7. I mean, it wasn't even a game. It was a 40 in the first half. Um, the Buccaneers clinched their first playoff berth since 2007. So Tom Brady, man, already making the impact on the team. Um, ben Roethlisberger uh, for the Steelers, man, this was a huge game. Steelers Colts, you know, uh, Colts trying to clinch, clinch a, a playoff spot. Um, they were up 24-7, but Big Ben just went off second half. He had 34 for 49, 342 yards and three touchdowns in the comeback win. Ended up winning the game 28-24. So I got a shout out Big Ben for that. He still got some juice left. Um Alvin Kamara, man. Six TDs. Six TDs. I mean, that's that's some shit that's kind of job unheard of, man. He had 22 carries for 155 yards. He tied the NFL record for six rushing touchdown. That hasn't been done since 1929, since Ernie Nevers of the Chicago Cardinals. The Chicago Cardinals did it. You know, they they smoked out the Minnesota Vikings 52-33. Sean Payton yeah. fucked it up because he put Taysom Hill and and Alvin Kamara should have had a record. I just had to go. Man, what at the at the pace that he was going, she just gave him one more, man. So shout out to Alvin Kamara for that, man. Again, six TDs. Uh, Devontae Adams, man, he's been doing his thing all year. You know, another big game against the Titans. He had 11 catches for a buck 42 and three TDs. Uh, he leads the NFL right now with 17 receiving touchdowns. Hey, man, Pro Football Focus has him as the number one receiver in the NFL, and he sure is playing like it. So shout out to Devontae Adams for that. And I go to the Miami Dolphins on the, on the last joint, man. Quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. Fitzmagic. You know, he did some magic tricks fourth quarter. He had nine catches, I mean, nine 
uh, for 13, for 182 yards passing. And he made it seem like he threw him and called him too. Man, he was, he was all over the field. Man, he came in there in the fourth quarter and gave him three scoring drives, you know, and end up winning against the Raiders 26-25, you know, in a close game. So I get out to my wife is passionate for that coming in cold in the fourth quarter. And, and don't don't give him too much because Ryan Fitzpatrick did do his thing. But we got a nice little mix today, and we're going to swerve through it for y'all followers. We start on Saturday night in Las Vegas. Like you just said, the Dolphins over the Raiders. 26-25, so what you think? Man, what I saw from that game was Miles Gaskin, man. Coming off from an injury, he didn't play in about a few weeks. You know, he gave him 169 yards total and two TDs. I feel like when you put the ball in his hands, you know, you take the pressure off from the quarterback. You know, he gave him a 60-yard touchdown catch with three minutes left in the third quarter to tie the game up 13-13. Um, um, altogether, man, he just had a good game, and I feel like as long as he stays on that on 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 the field, man, the Miami Dolphins can be a threat offensively. Um, but I love the I love the I love the aggressive call um, that the, that Dolphins did in, in the end of the first half when they went for the fake punt. You know, what I'm saying second quarter down ten to three. You know, you're struggling to get move the ball offensively the whole first half. And you just needed a spark. You know, and that was that was a good call for them to fake punt with a run. You know, what I'm saying got like 20, 30 yards on that, and it gave them a spark because they was able to come away, you know, with a field goal with some points before the end of the half. Um, but Raiders, man, yeah, I have to do better if y'all, if y'all was trying to get to the playoff. I mean, over ten on third down, you're not gonna win any games with that. Um, but you know, there was a good note from there. You know, from Raiders, Darren Waller, man, he a beast. He'll be tight end. Uh, I think he's one of the most underrated tight end in the, in the NFL right now. He's now had a thousand yards receiving in back-to-back seasons. This was one of the best games in the NFL season for real. Darren Waller, like you said, he coming up five catches for 122 yards or 112, 112 yards. Um, Nelson Aguilar was going off. I gotta say, Nelson Aguilar, you had a good game, 155. You know, I can't tell a lie. If you drop a bunch, I'm going to tell it. If you catch 155, I'm going to tell it. So they draft a receiver in the first pick. So I was like, okay, so I can't be too mad. We draft somebody. Maybe they see something that I don't. You know what I'm saying? I was just thinking, hope it's not Nelson Aguilar all over again. But you know, Why you keep bringing up Nelson Aguilar, bro? It's bad luck. Bro, I don't know, man. Because, man, as an Eagles fan, I ain't never been so stressed out as an Eagles fan off of one player, bro. Yeah, I ain't got no first round pick. So Tua, he was struggling for most of the game, and y'all know that's my boy. He was struggling on every drive except for the first drive of the second half. That's the one where they tied the score up 13 to 13. Down the stretch, Derek Carr, mainly for the whole game, Derek Carr was hit or miss, unless he was going to Waller. Derek Carr was hit and miss for the whole game, basically, unless he was going to Waller. Aguilar, he hit Aguilar on the 85-yard touchdown to put him up six, um, 22-16. Gaskins had that big run after the catch with three minutes, tied it up. The Raiders came back with a field goal, 23 seconds left. At that point, I'm thinking the game is over. And then Fitzpatrick leaned back, threw the bomb to slim. I forgot who it was on the on the 
left side, yeah. but they faced Maz Ryan Fitzpatrick as he was throwing the bomb in the cover two hole. Arnett ain't dropped deep enough. They got 50 yards on the completion plus the face mask, which actually set up the game winning field goal at the buzzer. So that was crazy, but I got to get to the quarterback situation because I thought it was disrespectful at the moment when they took out Tua, but I did spaz. I ain't go off on the situation because I knew that Ryan Fitzpatrick had the ability to do exactly what he did in that game. So it seemed like Tua was okay with it. He was cool on the sideline. He was happy for everybody. And if he making the best out of it, then this could go a good way. I I probably wouldn't have took it that way. But look, I never said Fitz was bad. All I said is he averaged, he eight and eight, and when the pressure on, he inconsistent. But if they want to use him like a relief pitcher, then that might actually work. Because this name, he, he to me is like medicine, bro. Yeah. If you Ryan Fitzpatrick, you use him when you need him. If you start relying on him, that's when you start getting in trouble, man. Hey, really clear. It seems like what the Dolphins are doing with the quarterback situation is like they just trying to win the football game. They don't matter who start. It's, it's like if Tua has a bad game, it's like like they're gonna bring Ryan in. And, and and if Ryan isn't playing well, it's like they bring two in. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 pretty it's pretty crazy that they're going back and forth. But they named Tua, you know what I'm saying? They're the starter for 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 next week. Um, so it's gonna be crazy to see uh, going forward if he has another bad game. Um, but hey, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, that 85 yard touchdown uh, Nelson Aguilar had didn't it kind of remind you of the uh, the he Seahawks uh, catch that he had against the Seahawks by Carson Wentz? The mm, bomb off the sideline. Yeah, it looked it looked very identical. It kind of reminded me of that kind of like deja vu when I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um Tua started, man. They just playing games. Um the next game we're gonna get to, we're going from young quarterbacks to young PGs. Uh the Hawks over the Grizzlies, 122 to 112. What you saying that? Very young, man. He did his thing last game at 39. He followed up this game with 36. You know, uh, he started off a little bit cold. He had 12 points the first half, but 24 the second half. Um, gave him eight points, eight straight points down the stretch, you know, uh, to, to close out the game. Um, Huerta came in. He had 21 points as well. Uh, the Hawks was missing Gallinari, um, but the rookie, Nathan Knight, you know, he came in, gave him 14 points off the bench in only eight minutes when he played. So, so that was a huge addition um, um, to the team. Um, Morant, you know, he always he always going to ball out and show him do his thing. He gave him 28. Uh, this was a back-and-forth game all night. Um, this game had about 17 lead changes. Uh, but, you know, the Hawks closed the game out in the fourth. Um, I'm not surprised that this was a, a close game, given the knowledge the team, the two teams had against each other. Uh, they played twice in the preseason, about a week before coming to this game. So, And they split that series. And so this game already having known – you know, I've played each other twice already in about a couple of weeks. You know, this was kind of just a back and forth type of game. So that's why I saw from there. All right. <clears throat> Even though mentioned that they have uh, Gallinari, I feel like it was hella impressive that they did without Gallinari, Capella, and Rondo. And then um, Jaron Jackson Jr. was out for the Grizzlies too. But – 
the link, you know what I'm saying? The the disadvantage was towards the Hawks on that front. Um, DeAndre Hunter was out there looking sweet. The um slim from a couple years ago from Virginia. He had an interesting piece. I feel like he fit better in the starting lineup than Cam Reddish just because they need that defensive uh, presence along with that spot-up shooting Cam Reddish more of a, like a – how can I say? Like a – he need the ball to score. Put it like that. Um, Cal Anderson and Dylan Brooks on the Memphis Grizzlies was really controlling the game. Like John Moran was going off. He had his 28, but during the game – Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks had stretches where they was taking over. They was getting buckets. John Morant had a deep three early. It was funny because Trey Young had missed one, and then he came right back with a deep three, and that ain't even really his game. So you know that was John like a shot, you know what I'm saying, back at Trey Young. At the end, though, John was getting heated, and the announcer was like, yo, i never seen John this mad in any of the games i ever seen with the Grizzlies. He thought he got fouled on a little Euro step, like he got body checked. And he was going off. And he said after the game, he fed up with the disrespect with the refs. He just he was pissed off with that. But Trey, gotta get the train at the end. 36 and nine ball, especially down the stretch. And it was funny because he had one bucket where he made the little too small sign where he put his hand down. And I'm like, Trey, that's funny because you like five something, one hundred something, but <laughs> You made up looks ball out there, man. So we're going to get on to the next game. Back to the NFL. Steelers over the Colts. 28-24. What you see? Man, Colts was up 24-7 late in the third. And even still, I was like, uh, I still feel like the Steelers can come back and win this game. Only because I don't, I, you know, I've seen the Colts, you know, blow halftime leads. You know this the season, so I just wanted to see how this drone's gonna play out. And damn, I, I hate to be right, man. Boom, forty-yard bomb touchdown to Deontay Johnson, and then twenty-four fourteen. Next offensive drive, five plays later, touchdown to Eric Ebron, twenty-four twenty-one. Shoot, I ain't gotta say. I know y'all close fans always starting to feel nervous. You know what I'm saying? It's a three-point game now. So then, what happens? Next drive. Let's go back out there. It's a 10-play drive, 84 yards. It's capped off by Juju Smith. Shoots the touchdown, 28-24. And I'm just I'm just shocked because it was like. I thought you said you wasn't shocked. No, because <laughs> I think the Colts won this game. But right? you said you wasn't shocked that they was going to come back. Yeah, but when there was up 24-7, we're like. Right. You know, three minutes ago in the third, I'm like, okay, they're gonna close this game out. But you just said you wasn't. You you thought that they was gonna come back. Yeah, but I didn't think I was gonna see that happen. Like, <laughs> okay. On that, on that moment, okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? Cause I didn't. I didn't see Pittsburgh going on a 21 nothing run just like that. You know, three straight times scoring touchdown. I felt like the coach would have answered with something. Mm-hmm. You know, given how it was playing all you know the whole game, but it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Um, but, you know, Philip Rivers, you know, this is what the fans wanted to see from winning these close games. And um, ultimately, you know, it came up short. Um, you know, the Colts, they did have a good day running the ball. You know, Taylor and Hines both combined for about a buck, buck 20. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, it's the Steelers, they just woke up, you know, coming for three games good in the, in the second half. You know, they just came back and then did their thing. I mean, it could have been even worse loss because – the Colts had a good fourth, fourth goal um, stand um, early in the third quarter, you know, which could have added another touchdown, you know, because we like, 
I think it's on the two yard line. Um, they had a four, they had a, a, a goal line stand, and then that's when that's when they started going on their little run afterwards. But yeah, man, I mean, coach got to be able to close out games if they want to be able to go far in the playoffs, if not make the playoffs. So. Definitely, uh, I definitely think they're making the playoffs. But this remind me of the Ravens game when they let the Ravens come back in the second half. They had. Only they scored it all in that second half. They had three second half points hit. The Colts walked down the field for a 7-0 lead. But two things happened on that drive. When he got in the red zone, Phillip Rivers got away with a pass that should have been picked off uh, by Edmonds, but they just they broke it up, and they ended up getting seven anyway. And then T.J. Watt got him on a sack. So the next possession coming up, T.J. Watt gets him again, but this time he stripped the ball out. They got the fumble, and then they ended up getting the touchdown. That was the only touchdown of the first half. But I bring that up to say that's a seven-point swing in a four-point game. And I felt like the Colts was going to win the turnover battle when, in essence, they lost it right there in the first quarter. But I'm going to still continue with the rest of the game for y'all. Shout out to Jonathan Teller. Shout out to Kenny Moore. Both of them youngers was out there making plays all day. Uh, the first 29 minutes, Pittsburgh had 38 yards. Then the second half, three straight touchdowns. The last one to Juju. I say, do your dance, Juju. Do your dance, bruh. And they say he ended up doing that joke after the game, which is smart. I got no problem with that. You feel me? Because you're supposed to do it when you win. Um, Rivers was struggling that last drive. He was looking for T.Y. a lot, trying to force the ball to T.Y. even. But in the end, it just looked like he was just – I didn't really have no confidence in him on that last drive to keep it a buck with you in. Ended up 28-24 Steelers, man. Yeah. In the drive before that, he had threw a um, – right when the, right when the um, Steelers scored the game, they touchdown, be up 28-24. The next drive, we are looking to see what Philly Rivers is going to do. He threw that interception to, to Mike Hilton, double coverage. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't a good decision. So at that point, you already knew where the game was going. So, yeah. Some NFL fans would say that that game was like a movie. So we're going to get to one of the best actors ever. Happy birthday to Denzel Washington. Denzel was born on this day, December 28th, 1954, in Mount Vernon, New York. He graduated from Fordham University where he played ball too. Never knew that. <clears throat> Acting came as a suggestion from a co-worker that he actually got at a camp that he was volunteering that. And I bring that up and say, you never know where your motivation will come from. All you gotta do is listen to it. Some of his first work came in the state of Maryland in a play, uh, stage play called Wings in the Morning. One year later, 77, he made his debut with Wilma. 43 years later, 48 movies later, here we are having a Black History Convo on Denzel Washington. Man, Denzel Washington, if not, my favorite actor, you know, of all time, you know, every movie he's in, it's going to be good. And that's automatic, you know. Um, 
Denzel Washington has the most Oscar nominations for a uh, black actor, and that's seven. You know, and if y'all know anything about the Oscars, you know, they getting heavily, heavily scrutinized for not having enough black people on there, you know, to win awards or be nominated. For him to have that, you know, just goes to show you that, like, he's just good no matter what. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't disregard that. Um, but, you know, like you say, he never set out to be a movie star, you know. Uh, um, I found out that um, his dad was a pastor, and so at first, growing up, he was having, like, a battle with himself whether he wanted to be a pastor or not you know what i'm saying and it's, and it's crazy that you know i found out that because about uh about a month or so ago we did a show on who we think should be you know like presidents and yeah, yeah, one yeah. of my options was denzel washington oh, okay, you know okay, so it was okay. like him nice. being the pastor and president you know I, I wasn't too far off with that you know yeah. so um but yeah man denzel washington he was one of those actors that I give a lot of respect to because of how he chose his movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I've ever seen Denzel Washington ever dress up in a, you know, Comedy in, a, in, a, in a dress, oh, you know, or okay. dress up as a woman for any act, for any acting role, nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? He picked his movies carefully. And um, there's this one movie that he did, it's called Flight where he was basically um, acting out, uh, it's based on a true story of a, uh, of, a, of a pilot, you know, who had battles with uh, um, alcohol and basically had an accident one day, but it didn't, it was, alcohol wasn't the reason, but it was found out later that he was drinking, so they kind of mixed, put things together. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, this movie, he liked the, uh, the story about it so much, right? Um, the producer who first, Offered a movie to him, didn't even have the money to uh, pay him. Like he couldn't afford Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington said, "Man, y'all can keep ninety percent of my profits for this movie, and I'm gonna I'm work with y'all anyway." Mm. You know, and that just goes to show you like the type of actor you know saying Denzel Washington was. So, man, you shout out to Denzel Washington for sure. Hell yeah, hell yeah. We gotta get into this one because what I get from watching his movies, man, like. You can watch a movie, you watch any movie, TV show, and you watch all the actors doing their thing. You're like, okay, yeah. This person, yeah, you, you can make me see something. Okay, yeah, you make me hit. But Denzel make you feel the movie. Like, it's different. Like, when you feel the script, like, it's also like a lot of the jumps I was watching. I was watching He Got Game. Shout out to He Got Game. Uh, watching just hella, hella different movies. You know what I'm saying? Training day, all them jumps where it's like, it's different elements of our community. You know what I'm saying? That he shit and light on some. A lot of times, maybe it's not like okay, the most stand up character, or whatever you want to say. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you know a little, some a little on the side, but every time I feel like he letting you into a, a different side of our life, right. which is why I rocks with him. I always said he one of the people that I want to meet. But if I ever met him, if I ever had a convo with him, I couldn't tell if he would be sarcastic with me or not. Is where I could talk shit without talking shit with the best of them, bro. It's a, it's a different type of smooth when you talk about Denzel, man. Uh, I, remember, I always remember a line in a Nas song, I think it was one mic, where he was like, why Denzel have to be crooked before he took it? And I asked my mother what that meant. And she was like, his first, um, what was Grammy? 
or Emmy, what was it? What they, who do they want for movies? Oscar. Oscar. So his, I think his first Oscar came off a of training day when he played a crooked cop. Mm -hmm. So Nas was just asking that question, like, why did that have to happen like that? You oh, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, like you were saying, bringing it up, like people don't really, you know what I'm saying? One game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was just like different how that came through. But no comedy, man, no drama, no category. I feel like he'd go to actor. To me, he my, you know what I'm saying, my favorite, you know, go actor in that, in that respect. And we're going to get into our favorite five Denzel Washington movies, man. Let me start, man. I'm starting with number five. And I, this is my first Denzel Washington movie. I'm pretty sure you know, I've all seen it in school. That's where I first, I first saw it in middle school. And that's Remember the Titans. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that's my shit, man. You can't, you can't go wrong with that movie. It just, it just broke down so many racial barriers. And you can just kind of like understand and relate to a lot of shit that was going on in that movie. And it was, you know, it was touching, man. It was touching. <laughs> I gotta go with number five, Titans. Yeah, that was a good motivational movie, man. Yeah. And I'm gonna go with number five, Remember the Titans, too. Okay. <laughs> that was, like you said, middle school, high school. That was one of the movies. It was like movie day in school, right? When you had a movie class, like when you could have like a whole period when it was like a substitute or something, they always put on Remember the Titans or some shit like that. So I never forget Coach Bone, that's a classic. Yeah. So my, my number four, I mentioned there earlier, and that's that's Flight, you know, about him being the drunk pilot. Um, hey, it's a three hour movie. You know, but when I watched it, it ain't even feel like it, you know, because that's how Denzel Road just kind of attracts you into the movie. And so, like I said, he basically does this movie for free because of the story. So mm -hmm. if you ain't seen it, go check that out, man. Flight's my number four. Okay, no doubt. I'm going to go with Malcolm X for my number four. That was a, a powerful movie. That was another one I feel like we used to watch when we was young. Uh, in school, he's he the perfect person for that role. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Powerful, say what he mean, mean what he say. And then what I just learned from the movie at that age was your your mistakes don't define you as a man. Nice. Saying like how Malcolm X came up and then what he became as he as he continued on throughout his life. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of people been saying like that's his top, that's his best performing movie of all time. You know, and I ain't never seen it, so I something I gotta go back and check out. Um, Malcolm X. Um, my number three, it's the Book of Eli. Ooh, you know, I thought this, about putting that. This in is my movie because that's a good one. Because of the action in the joint, you know, he was basically playing. And the funny thing about it is, he kind of portrayed like he was blind the whole time, which made it, you know, even even more crazy. But man, it's, it's, if you ain't seen Book of Eli, this is a movie everybody's gonna like. Check this shit out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I feel like everybody should like John Q mm -hmm. too. My number three movie, man. <sighs> I'm about to cry just thinking about lining this movie up, man. Son got sick. Man's held up the hospital with the straps. <sighs> man, just go, everybody go, go watch that joke, man. That don't give me any time. I've been box tissue ready too, man. <laughs> when you watch this, what would you do for your family? <laughs> Same thing, man. Same thing. My number two. Oh, you motherfuckers! <laughs> you motherfuckers! I'll put a case on all you. <laughs> That's number two. Training day. 
you know. Cape Cod ain't got shit on me. <laughs> and you know, I found out when he when he said that that wasn't even rehearsed. He just we just played that. He just played that joint on, on the moment, you know. So that's 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 a Washington for you. You know, walking up to a white car like my nigga. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, man. Trading day one, number two. Oh man, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Number two, traded day. Wouldn't be mad at nobody who had this at number one. Lonzo, training officer Hoy, man. First dog, every time I watch the movie, I'm always my first reaction is always like, see, this is why you don't listen to motherfuckers. Like, this is why you just say no at the beginning when you want to say no. Well, I'll pass you a pipe, like, oh yeah, hit that. Well, what? Nah, you got me bent. But it made it for a good movie that, you know what I'm saying, everything spun back around. But that's that's my shit right there. Yeah, man. I seem like we got a couple of joints on the rankings. I don't, let's, let's see what we got for the number see. one. Number, number one joint. It's American. Okay. Gangster. Yeah, you know what's up. Yeah, you know what's yeah up. Frank you Lucas, know what's man. Up. Frank Lucas. Hey, my favorite scene from the joint was he was in the diner after there with his family and, mm-hmm. you know, his cousins and shit. And then basically just walked up out of there, just handled his business and shot it just elbow out in broad daylight. I was like, cold, another man. great he actor, cold. another great actor. Cold. And then came back in the dining and sat down like shit was just normal. Oh, yeah, that's how we do it in New York. And yeah, nah, so he was a cold motherfucker in this movie, man, with the blue magic when he had uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. He went in his club and shit. And he was like, yeah, bruh. If you're gonna chop my shit up, you gotta put another stamp on it. Like, call it red magic. Call it whatever you call it whatever you want call to. Yeah. <laughs> you know I was going off all day. You ended up having to kill Slip. And then, bruh, maybe I'm getting emotional because I'm getting old now. But the talk he had with his mother at the end, mm. when she was breaking it down to him and she smacked him. Mm. But yeah, man, you you had to feel that talk. Any any real man, any real hustler got to feel that talk because you break it like when the people that you hustling for start breaking stuff down to you like that, you ain't got no choice but to but to try to listen to it, man. So shout out to Denzel, shout out to all his movies. Happy birthday! Uh, I had a couple sports movies up in the top five. So let's get back to the sports. It's gonna be our only trip to Blowout City. Packers over the Titans, 40-14. to 14. Titans are a real good team, but they, they offense, they start slow sometimes. They start slow because the Packers is going to be over early. Green Bay. What you see in this one? Man, I mean, Green Bay played in the snow all the time, so they was used to this weather type of weather. Uh, and in this show, it seemed like it was just a regular game for him. Um, early turnover by Ryan Tannehill, you know, when it was already down 12 nothing, Already set him up for another touchdown from the up 19-0. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I give respect for the Titans. They fought back. They made it close at 19-14. Tannehill with that scramble one for a touchdown. But Green Bay, man, they, they just too much. They just too much. <laughs> they, 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 
stepped a foot on the gas pedal. They went forward on fourth and one. You know what I'm saying? When they could kick the field goal to go for another touchdown. I mean, the boys. Green Bay, man. Hey, I'm telling you, Super Bowl. <laughs> We're going to see. It looks Super Bowl ready right now, man. A.J. Brown made a couple plays on the Titans side. But he was limping around on his bad ankle all day. I just want to shout him out. He wanted them uh, for for the next couple years. Uh, Tannehill, he had that 50-yard run, like you said. Or I don't know if you said, but they put it. It was 19-14 to 14 after he had that 50-yard run. But Derrick Henry was basically getting shut down. If you look at the numbers, he had 23 for 98 yards. If you watch the game, he didn't have the impact on the game that they needed. So I consider that getting locked up. Um, Aaron Rodgers was sharp, like he'd been all season, took 50 and four touchdowns. He'd been consistent. You said Packers for the Super Bowl. You said Aaron Rodgers MVP. I got to say, Mahomes, since that day, Mahomes has not been on MVP level. I don't know what that was yesterday, so we're going to get back to that later. Um, I want to shout out to A.J. Dillon. Uh, 21 for 124. He a power running back. Uh, that's good in bad weather and just in general to have a good backup running back. Devontae Adams, birthday boy, was wearing the crown on the sideline for the birthday after all three of his touchdowns, you know what I'm saying? And it was just dope because Chris Collinsworth, for a wide receiver, a former wide receiver, uh, was calling the game, was breaking down his release off the line of scrimmage. And you know how you do that little pity pat hesitation shit. So watch that finesse, y'all. We're going to get you right for everything. Just keep watching this. Hey, really quick feedback on AJ Brown. When I saw him play, he reminds me a lot of DK Metcalf. Just throw that out there. So yeah. shout out to him. Look out for him in the future. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look out for these Blazers and Rockets, man. They always scoring a bunch of points. They went 128, 126 in overtime as the Blazers took that. What you see in that? Man, another close game. Uh, 26 lead changes altogether. I mean, Houston had a big lead in the second, in the first half, uh, up 16, 55, 39. But then the Portland went on the 17, 6 run to kind of make it close. And it was kind of close from uh, near the third quarter all the way through. Um, Harden, man, Titus Curry, how 17 assists. He still put up 44 points. Um, he had to do what he can because Damn, you know, he had 17 assists. 17, too? 17 assists. Yeah. I mean, he tied his career high. I mean, he did what he can because they was playing under man. You know, they didn't have John Wall, they didn't have Boogie, they didn't have Gordon. They had nine players that was unavailable from their roster, so they had some other people kind of come in do their do their thing. And one of them was Christian Wood, man. I gave him some respect. He had 31, 13 points. He was just kind of followed up from his last preseason game. We had 27 points. And so as long as he does this momentum, man, uh, Houston is going to be still going to be a tough time to beat. But it's funny how you said uh, last show how James Harden can go on vacation and come back <laughs> 50. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, this is basically what he do. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's regular, regular night. Man. But, yeah, man, CJ, I give him some, some love. He a walking bucket, man. Yeah. 44 points, 9 for 16 for 3 with the game winning, man. Shout out to you, CJ. Mm -hmm. I want to shout out to uh, Robert Covington, too. That was a huge pickup for uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Spot up threes. He had the late uh, tip. He got the last deflection that basically ended the game off that turnover. But I want to shout out to Christian Wood, too, because he had a problem. I mentioned him when we was doing the free agency uh, wrap-up. Slim, so he got like an all-star type of problem. Yeah. Like, this going to be all year for him. We had 31 and 13 on the night. Uh, shout out Jay Sean Tate, too, the rookie from Ohio State, 
Um, I remember for him from Ohio State, he didn't look this confident uh, at Ohio State. They, he ended up playing 36 minutes for the Rockets. He was running and gunning 13 points. He was doing his thing. So uh, looking out for you, every time these two play, though, it's going to be a wild high-scoring game. No lead was safe. Looked like Mike D'Antoni was still out there coaching for the Rockets, six seconds or less, whatever they do. But Harden. The bid, he had one of them games again, 44. Two step back threes late in overtime. Mm. What time was it? Um, damn, I ain't, I ain't got the times, but I think the last one was like six seconds left. Mm-hmm. More before that was some 30 seconds. Yeah, I thought it was over off I the six too. seconds. I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's go. And then, now, Dame had the jump. He was driving. They cut him off and he pitched the jump back to CJ. CJ had what 44 points and eight assists and a career high amount of threes. I stopped counting after seven. He that one probably made it like eight, nine, ten on the yeah, night. Yeah, nine, yeah, nine, nine, yeah, nine. nine with the game winner, right? Basically at the buzzer, and then Harden turned it over. But that was a great game. That was, yeah. that was a great game for show. I can't say the same about the end of the show, man. You gotta talk about it. <sighs> We the realest show in the world, so we got to do it, man. Flying and dying, part 15. It's over, man. Cowboys over the Eagles, 37 to 17. Flying and dying is right, man. From bleed green to the day I die. (laughs) That's about to be the intro to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I mean... I've been saying in the past the past couple of shows, you know, I've been having hope for my Eagles. Already, I ain't never counting them out. I won't turn them out until it's official. I can't. I can't do. The, I can't you know, say the same. I can't. Yeah, say I mean, especially after I was the pan, the Panthers was knocking up the skin. So all we had to do was take care of our business, and you know, could have been Eagles us. Skin, man, I'm telling you, but I mean, I, I lost hope late in the fourth quarter when we had that fumble. Well, Jalen Hurst had a fumble called against him that got that got reversed, or I think cost the pay cost down. Whatever, whatever the we, fuck we it was. We got the ball back. Yeah, yeah, the Cowboys recovered the ball, but oh, it did? was he was really down. Yeah, he was oh, down. Okay. Yeah, and so that basically took us off the field at that point because you know we was down two possessions with three minutes left. We would have been able to score a touchdown. We was close to their red zone. You know, and you know that fumble happened, which was really wasn't his fumble because his knee was down, and so I felt like we got robbed on that one. But all in all, I mean, we put ourselves in that position. You know, defensively, you know, the quarterback that was having a field day on Juque. I, I I never heard of this dude until this game, and I'm like, yo, get this man off the field. I kept saying the whole game, get this man off the field. Did you see the one slant jump that Cooper ran on him? My man's feet just. Y'all like he had a magic carpet. Bruh, anybody who was lined up against him, they were just <laughs> throwing it to him. You know, because they had two receivers for Buck 20, you know, uh, with Gallup and Cooper. And it, and then Zeke, you know, came back from injury. He always kills us. So I, it was just like, you know, it was just a bad day all in all. Man, I mean. Secondary was banged up. Fletcher Cox. Fletcher left. Cox didn't Early. play. And that was huge. Yeah. That was huge, you know. And I was hyped after the Sean Jackson touchdown. Shout out to Sean Jackson. It was good to kind of get him a ball. Flipped in the end zone like always. Man, what? After one catch, 81-yard bomb. I mean, all in all, Jalen Hurts, I still feel like he he played a good game. 
you know, but I mean, it just wasn't our night. Okay, I respect that. First possession we had, man, six straight runs right down the field. The best driver we had of the whole game. Jalen Hurts bullied his way in the end zone. He ran over some little cornerback. He was little, but it was, the point was he ran him over into the end zone. So I was hype off of that. They called it back, but I still rock with that, Jalen. Um, the bomb to D-Jack, like you said. So we up 17-3. Fletcher Cox get hurt. And then the Michael Gallup show started, and I never want to see another episode of this, bruh. This man took over the rest of the set. I think he had both of the touchdowns. They put them up 20-17 to 17 at the half, and they really never looked back. So I'm not going to look back at them neither for them. Uh, to Jalen Hurts, man, second half of this game, this is the first time i ever seen him make bad decisions at 100 miles per hour. Like the first two games he played, damn near every decision he made, even if it was to throw it away or to just run and get one yard or just get out of bounds, every decision he made was right. But this time, it was a couple I was like, nah, bruh. His, like, his decision-making throwing-wise and then running-wise because you talked about the one at the end. He also had a fumble that we got back. So his ball control wasn't really there. And then anytime that you go three quarters without scoring a point, the quarterback got to come and answer for that. And I'm, that don't make me happy to say in any way because I really wish that Hurts would have won the rest of these games and we went to the playoffs and he would have took the job because now I feel like we had a, a even tougher decision because it's like he has been playing good. But now it's like, okay, we might be in uh, competition mode coming for training camp next year. Nice. But we're going to see, though, man. We're going to see. Um, you got a shout-out to end out the show? Yeah, man. Hey, I got a special shout-out all the way out there in Montgomery, Alabama. Two sisters, Samaria Dunson and Loria James, made history, made U.S. history as becoming the first siblings to serve as judges in the same courthouse in the same Ooh. city. You know, both graduated from Alabama Law School. You know, they're about two years apart in age, one's 40 and one's 42. And they're young out there and they doing it and they make a difference in their community. You know, as two judges in the same courthouse, man, shout out to them too. That's dope, that's dope. Shout out to both of them, man. Shout out to John Legend too, man. Another happy birthday, shout out, happy birthday, John Legend. Definitely a legend. And since I'm, I'm the I'm the slow jam expert on the show. Wait, 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 my bad. I got so, I got I got to cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how I missed this man. <laughs> but became the first two black siblings become service judges, you know, in the same courthouse. I definitely gotta throw that out there. I ain't put that on it. Yeah, now you said sisters. I thought you meant like sisters, like, yeah, sister, sister. No, I, mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I, gotta, I gotta put out there, man. Yeah, know, yeah, no doubt. Some black people out of course, of course, of course. Black power, black power. Uh, but to the top, though, happy birthday, John Legend, man. You're definitely a legend. And I'm the slow jam expert on the show, so it's DJ Roblo. Okay. We close out the show, John Legend, ordinary people, Roblo. Hey.